Cancer Life with Brent and Jeff. This is the Altar Life, episode two of our Servanthood series, and you are in for a ride. Am I right, Brent? You are correct, sir. And thank (laughs) you for listening to us this evening. We are always excited to be in your presence. Presence? (laughs) Did you say presence? Oh, wait. Oh, I like presents. I do like presents. Mm -hmm. I haven't gotten a present in a long time. My birthday's not for a while. I just had my birthday. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. I had, uh, I got like another six months or so. So, um, it's a long time. December 10th for everybody who wants to make a note. <laughs> wants to email me an e card <laughs> <laughs> or an e gift. Yeah. <laughs> it would be great to have those things. Yeah, Brent, you were like a month ago, almost to the day, right? Yeah, May exactly. 19th. So. Exactly. Uh, it's 19th, right? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot yeah. his birthday. I admit it. I confess, I didn't wish my I will take any, a birthday gift I will, or anything. I will take any late gifts that anyone wants to send, just for the record. My presence is present enough. And uh, we're going to be talking a lot about grace tonight, because our second topic of our servanthood series, we're going to be doing a servanthood series, I guess, <laughs> a series on being a servant, and uh, we'll be talking about what's cooking in the hood. <laughs> the servanthood, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the cue. I forgot. Yeah, for yeah, second. yeah. We're gonna, I was like, what was this? You'll saying? hear that week after week. But um, <laughs> you know, we're we're parked week. in First Timothy. We're parked in Titus, and this this week we're going to be talking about um, the servant who feels inadequate. You know, we all feel at one point or another inadequate to do something. Yeah. Um, and struggle with that inadequacy feeling. Um, but we're going to delve into a little bit about what it means to feel like that when you're a servant of Christ. You know, we all. If we were all honest, we should really look at ourselves and realize that we're not adequate enough to do anything good for the Lord. Um, but we're not going to harp on tonight how bad we are necessarily, only in light of who, how amazing God is. So I'm excited about this topic. This is last week, just our kickoff um, episode. Um, you can listen to it online. And uh, it was, a re- if you, in case you missed it and you want to catch up on our series, but um, www.thealterlife.com was a really sweet Last week was a really sweet, sweet topic. I think we had a, a good time together, and I'm anxious just to see what the God has in store for the weeks to come. Yeah, I mean, servanthood, like we said last week, it's not something that we like to associate with because we want to have enough people, enough money that we can be served. That's <laughs> and, right. Uh, to be... Fan me. Yeah, not even the me fan. dates. <laughs> dates and peeled grapes. <laughs> and give me, you know, leaves around my head like a crown. And harps and things. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, we—it's hard enough to think of ourselves as a servant, but then when we finally get there, when we realize that God has called us to serve Him, and then we're like, "Well, we're we're so inadequate." You know, we we get a proper view of ourselves, but then we kind of go too far. In a sense, we don't want to harp on the fact that we're so inadequate. We all know that we're inadequate. We know that God has saved us in spite of ourselves, but the fact that God's grace is, you know, abounds more and more to make us adequate, make us sufficient, make us what he wants us to be i think yeah so it's an <laughs> uplifting show you know we're going to talk about how awful you are yeah so um <laughs> so you go away wanting to um you know jump off a cliff yeah <laughs> so that's going to be exciting so stay tuned for more of that <laughs> line up behind me <laughs> i'll be right there in front of the line <laughs> we are all inadequate and in need of a savior and that is true and um it's we're so thankful for the grace of god to that saved us, that's pulled us out of the muck and mire and has let put us on solid ground where we can walk and we can serve the Lord 
um, we can do good things for the kingdom of God and um, all with the Lord's help. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. That was love by Inhabited. A little subdued jaunt for y'all to get us right in the motivation. Oh, wait, that was last week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. To get us in the right heart, right framework to talk about uh, the fact that we're inadequate and the fact that God and his grace has brought and given us exceedingly abundant with faith and love in Christ Jesus. As I look down at my Bible, that's what I see. And, you know, just thinking about that, you know, where we are in light of who God is and the fact that he's called us to, to serve him. But, you know, we don't have what we think we need to serve him. But God has given us those things so that we can do what he's called us to do. And that's the most important thing is that God does the work. He chooses the inadequate and does the work, just, you know, in spite of them. It's pretty amazing. Paul's our life story tonight. And um, we've been in First Timothy, First Timothy 12. And I'll just kick off the first verse on the, pa- on the chapter that we're going to be looking at. It says, And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me. Right there. He's enabled me. He's given me the ability to serve the Lord because he counted me faithful. It was all about him and what he did on the cross is why I can be a servant today. First Timothy again, where we're going to be making our camp, our tent, which is ironic because Paul was a tent maker. Wink! (laughs) For all you Bible scholars out there. Um, But we're going to be uh, continuing on in chapter one. Uh, Brent read the first part of verse 12 where it says I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me because he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry I love it because he's like you know me he counted me faithful me, it's it's kind of like it, it's focusing on him but in the sense of like little old me not like yeah. he put me in the ministry and I'm amazing because he says although I was formerly a blasphemer a persecutor and an insolent man that's a word we don't use too much anymore insolent um not insulin for like diabetes, but insolent. <laughs> but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly and un- ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. Pretty amazing to read. And because I can put myself in these verses like me, he counted me faithful. How is that possible? He enabled me to do this work. He didn't, you know, say that guy's really good at this. So I'll throw him out there. You know, I, I, th- I think back to Moses. I'm reading Exodus, and when he's like, you know, I, I'm going to call you to speak to Pharaoh. You're going to go in front of Pharaoh, and you're going to talk to him. He's like, oh, I'm uh, slow uh, of uh, speech uh, uh, and uh, uh, slow uh, uh, of tongue. You, 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 you <laughs> to tell him because I, I stutter. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Moses sounded like in the King James. <laughs> it's like uh, translation. But, like, God didn't pick Moses because he was the most eloquent. He picked him because he wanted to. And that's where it comes down to. God enables. He's the, you know, he's an enabler in a good sense. And, uh, you know, that's why we're thankful. That's why we want to serve him, obviously, because he gives us the ability to serve him. So let's follow through. (laughs) And I kind of feel that way as we're always on the air every week, you know. It's just like, yeah. Like, I get the opportunity to talk about you, God, for, for all this time. What an amazing opportunity, and I'm not worthy, and nor am I skilled enough or have the skill set to do it, but you enable me, and that's a cool thing. But think about Paul, right? He was he was on his way to kill more Christians, and his conversion was God was, like, shown a big bro- bright light on him. and said, why are you persecuting me, Saul? 
And he said, uh, yes, Lord. <laughs> and basically, he just followed the Lord from that point forward. And um, he you know, had training. He had to get all the, the junk out of his heart. You know, the Lord helped to purge his heart um, of all the stuff that he had inside that was not pleasing to him so he could be a, um, a servant. Um, but that's the guy we're talking about here who basically says about himself that God enabled me, you know, to be a faithful servant. And... Um, and put me in the ministry, put me in an opportunity to serve him. And because um, being a minister is just being a servant. I mean, that's the same thing. That's what it means. And um, Paul did that. And um, it was all about what the Lord did. You know, the Lord showed up on the path. The Lord changed his heart. The Lord put him in ministry. It was the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. It had nothing to do with how hard Paul studied. It had nothing to do with um, how good Paul was. It had everything to do with who what Jesus saw in Paul and um, basically gave him the opportunity to serve him. And that's a really cool thing, you know. And so wherever you're at tonight, you can look at yourself and just be encouraged that God has chosen you for a purpose and um, no matter how adequate you think you are. And, um, you know, Brennan mentioned something earlier about how we we do feel inadequate. And obviously, you know, we look at the fact that we have this radio show and we, you know, we're episode 102 and you know to be honest i'm sure that when you listen and in all, all seriousness you could be like yeah these guys are inadequate but that's okay because you know you know we have our ups and our downs we have our shows that we think are really good that may not minister to anybody and then we have shows that we're like ah that wasn't that great and then it might god might use that show to speak to somebody so powerfully and it's it's nothing that we offer god god did not come to the world because there was all these cool people and he's like oh i want them to come with me. You know, I, I think they're worth it. I'm going to go and, you know, look at this guy. He, he's he got a PhD. Yeah, I'll, I'll die for him. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he died for sinners because that's all he found when he got here. <laughs> and Paul even says that. It says, uh, just continuing on, he says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. You know, he's like the guy in front. <laughs> That makes me think of like that. Hey, that's great. The chief Who are the chefs? Indian. Yeah, right. <laughs> you that commercial? It's like, great googly moogly. <laughs> but, you know, Paul's like, hey, you know, God came to save sinners. Point blank, that's all there is. And guess what? I'm the chief of sinners. Yeah. I am the head honcho <laughs> when it comes to sinning. I'm you the know, one with at, all the feathers. Yeah. <laughs> I have the colorful headpiece. <laughs> head the dress. sinner headdress on. Yeah. And, um, you know the fact that he, he lists blasphemer persecutor you know he's like i persecuted the church you know how many of us can say that we did that not many and god saved paul and made him an adequate minister to the gentiles an amazing ministry that we you know that's us we're the gentiles we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for paul's ministry and think about that you know paul was not you know physically impressive by historic you know church history he wasn't a great speaker to, you know, he's like, you know, he couldn't even write. He's like, I write this in my own hand, big letters and all this stuff. He had, you know, physical impairments, all these things. But God made him adequate. God made him this great man. And that's what he can do with us as long as we keep the proper perspective of, yes, we're inadequate. <laughs> all right, that was the almost singing Amazing Because It Is, a song all about amazing grace and how amazing God's grace is. And that's what we've been talking about tonight, you know, grace being what God has given us, even though... We haven't deserved it. And just like Paul, Paul didn't deserve anything. He didn't deserve to be a minister of the gospel. He didn't deserve to be used by the Lord. But God chose him and used him anyway. And that's grace. You know, that's a great example of grace. And um, we're going to have a song by the Supertones, Grace Flood. 
you know, this show tonight all about what God is doing for us and has done for us and, and can do for us if we're willing to just follow him and let him do the work that he started in us. And um, I wonder what this, what this area would look like. I wonder what this country would look like if Christians actually realized how much God wanted to do in each person. And um, they actually opened their hearts up and said, yes, Lord, I'm willing to follow you. And I'm willing to let the grace of the Lord um, kind of come into my heart and invade me. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Go ahead, Brent. Our unbelievable segment, the trademark of the altar life, the salt on the soft pretzel of radio, as we say. <laughs> um the unbelievable topic this evening in light of our inadequacy topic is, um, you know, the phenomena of the, human, of the human race when we try to cover up and compensate for the inadequacies that we think we have. Um, case in point, you ever seen a really, really large person walking down the street with a really, really little dog? <laughs> <laughs> case in point. Case in point, have you ever seen a really, really short guy driving a really, really, really big vehicle <laughs> case in point or a really really big guy buying a really little sports car <laughs> and barely fitting in it yeah that's like me getting into a car no i'm just kidding how about um the woman who dates a very very ugly man because it makes her look really 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 pretty ah or the guy those are the people you always go why what does she see in him i know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> how about the guy whose teeth Tooths, teeth are so stained <laughs> that he can't get them white. So what does he do? He goes out and gets really, really tan, <laughs> so that his so teeth stand con- out white. So in contrast, he has yeah. a winning smile. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, it it happens everywhere. Our culture is built. You know, advertising industry is built on. You know, you've got an inadequacy, and yeah. I can fix it. Yeah, you know? I can I can cover it up and make it look like you're adequate. Like. The people that live in a one-bedroom apartment and have a satellite dish outside of their window. <laughs> I'm always in awe of that. I'm like, okay, like your car is a piece of junk. And there's also those people that live in these terrible areas and they have these really, really nice cars. And I'm like, yeah, okay, obviously we see what they value. They value like, I'm going to drive into this nice area with the nice car and the nice rims. <laughs> and everybody's going to think I'm rich, but really I have no money and I'm enslaved to this down payment that I have on this car. And that's because we have these feelings of inadequacy. We try to pre- put or present ourselves in this adequate, you know, light. I have I a question off the beaten track, but my wife and I have this art, this that's debate all the time. Would you rather live in the worst looking house in a really nice neighborhood or a really nice house in the worst looking neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> I would say would, number one. Yeah, I would rather because <laughs> I don't like, care. Like, people would be I'd like rather be in the smallest stuff. house in the in the the coolest neighborhood. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> like have my neighbors be cool and me yeah. not be that cool than the other way around. Yeah, you're but, you're proud proud of your inadequacy. It's an there. interesting question, isn't it? Like, yeah. Or would you rather be the one that's like look at me in a like crummy neighborhood? That's how you know? I am. Like, I talk to guys at work and stuff, and they're like, "Oh, I got this like car that I'm gonna get," and you know, I just like having a family and stuff. Your priorities are totally different. Yeah. Like, I drive a 1996 Ford Windstar. It's red, <laughs> and I also have a 1998 Saturn station wagon. Like, I am family man personified. I don't care when I pull up to a traffic light and I'm in a minivan. It's fun. Continuing on with our topic this evening, you know, we're talking about inadequacy, as was obvious by our unbelievable segment tonight. Um, man, we feel so inadequate sometimes. Someone asks us to go do something, and you know, like, I don't know if I can do it. Oh, I'm scared. <laughs> 
you know, hey, why don't you, um, that's what happened when um, the station manager of this fine station you're yeah. listening to said, hey, you want to do a radio show? What? I can't do that. I'm scared. <laughs> um, but God is so good. He's so faithful and it's all about him. And, and that he, he can be the one to, to pull us through a really um, scary situation. And um, a lot of times he wants to put us in that position so that he can, um, so it can be all about him. He wants the glory um, and he deserves the glory as well. Yeah, the, the verse it says in verse 16 as he continues, However, for this reason, I, I have obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might all sh- show all long suffering. That was Black Coal by Sanctus Real, part two of the double play. I like the, the, the theme in that song about looking for the diamond from the Black Coal because it's not like we have anything, you know, looking at us, we don't look like we have anything to offer God, but he can actually take what we have and make it worth it. And um, that's the great thing about our relationship with God is that we don't bring anything to the table. He brings it all to the table, and then we get to, like, feast at the table. You know what I mean? It's like, it's totally backwards. You know, God fills up 100%. We bring an empty case, and he just fills it up. And and that's how he likes it, because the more flesh, the more that we get involved, the the more, uh, I'm sorry, the less successful uh, our serving can be. You know, the more I get my hands in the mix... The more we go back to the motivation thing, like why am, why do I want to be in the mix at all? Why don't I want God just to be the one that provides everything? And uh, it's cool. You know, we got tons more topics, tons more spins on servanthood. But just to look at these two to start off with the first, the motivation. Why do we serve at all? And then also, it's almost like taking inventory and being like, you know, before I serve, let me realize that uh, it's not me. I, I don't have anything to bring to this. I'm inadequate and God's going to say exactly <laughs> he's going to say good now we go <laughs> you know now I give you the strength and and not to just keep going on a tangent here but actually just heard a Bible study about Moses and it's so funny that these kind of tie together but the fir- someone said the first 40 years of Mo- Moses life he thought he was somebody then you know when he flees he thinks Pharaoh's going to kill him for killing the Egyptian the next 40 years of his life he thought he was nobody because when God says hey you know, you're going to go to Pharaoh, you know, the person that he was, you know, he was in Pharaoh's palace his first 40 years of his life. And he's like, well, who am I to go to Pharaoh? Like, he would have easily done that 40 years earlier. And they said, and it took the last 40 years of his life to realize that God uses nobodies. And it's just like a cool thing that my pastor said, but it really sticks and it really applies here. You know, we have the motivation. We're like, yeah, we can serve the Lord. But then it takes that, you know, I don't have anything. I'm nobody. And now, you know, God's like, yes, now I'm going to use you because you get to that point when you realize it's not you, it's me. Yeah, that's an awesome, that's awesome thing about Moses. And I was just even thinking about the disciples, too. I mean, he picked a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> Fishermen and, you know, tax collector who was like the, you know, the hated one in the community. And, you know, he took a bunch of people that just had no name, right? And, um, you know, we refer to them as the 12 disciples. I mean, they're a group of people that stand in, that have stood in the, um, the test of time and there's stories about them and there's, um, the Bible has recorded their actions and they've done a lot of cool things for the Lord. They've all served out their lives, serving the Lord, um, to the point of death, um, for most of them. So you don't need a lot to bring to the table to have yeah. the Lord be able to pick it up and actually use, use you or use it. Um, you know, just thinking about the, the, the widow who had the two mites that he, they, you know, dropping them in was more faithful 
and was um, rewarded in heaven more than the Pharisee who said, hey, look at me and look what I'm doing. And um, all she had was just a little bit to bring to the table. And um, the Lord actually used her to do amazing things. We we read about her in the Bible. She was documented. That's cool. (laughs) That's important because that story encourages us who think we have little to offer God to actually get up and offer to him so that he can make it. You know what I mean? It's like the... You know, the feeding of the 5,000 when Andrew is the only one to step up and be like, hey, we got five loaves and two fish. We got but, something. And then he's kind of like, you can almost imagine the disciples like looking at him like, what? And he's like, but what are those uh, in the midst of all these people? I mean, never mind. <laughs> but he was actually bold enough to be like, hey, we, we got this. You know, we have this little bit. Maybe we can do something with it. And, you know, it takes that kind of faith and, you know, going back to the sincere faith thinking, you know, God. I have no ability to do what you're asking me to do, but I'm going to have this faith that you're going to still make it happen because you've called me to do it. And that's really important is God calling us to do it. We want to take this next segment to introduce a new segment to y'all, trying some new things here on the altar, like keeping it fresh, keeping it real. And um, we have, you know, this little thing that we'd like to do and also get your feedback on. It would be our weekly word from the wise. And we're going to be taking just a little snippet from scripture for you to chew on, you know, like popcorn, popcorn mm. proverbs, <laughs> and uh, something for you to just take with you, not necessarily in line with the topic that we've been going through, but just a nice little snippet from the word. And you can also, if you have a verse, uh, contribute that by emailing us, going on shoutout at thealterlife.com and presenting that to us. That'd be cool. But um, just, a, you know, even if it's just out of out of the context of you know it's just one verse has a point bring it on this is designed to be a nugget so no like you know this is my eight page essay (laughs) which is the most wise thing i've ever heard it's like no it's just like a little snippet something to make us think make us think think about what we're doing and um you know to inspect our heart and maybe apply it to our lives so um today today we'll bring the weekly word from the wise from proverbs 25 verse 16 Question, have you found honey? Mm, honey, eat only as much as you need, lest you be filled with it and vomit. <laughs> that is the weekly word from the wise for this week. So we're excited. And um, make sure to email us your weekly word from the wise. If you've got one for us, um, we'll give you a shout out on the air yeah. and um, give you some props and shout out to your friends. And, <laughs> and check it out. Proverbs twenty five sixteen. Read it. See if you can come up with it, the meaning for your life. That's right. Apply it to your life. That's the important part. You know, sometimes the Bible has something to say for everybody. We'd love to see your comments on that verse as well, just to see the different perspectives for everybody. Just so think very of important. It. God may have called you as a servant to serve the body of Christ by providing us with material for a radio show. So That's true. <laughs> totally true. You might have come up don't with think an you're excellent inadequate. commentary. You know, yeah. Don't think you're, you're just, you're just not, as, not as good as us or something. Come on. You know, we're not anything special. So Definitely you can not. read the word of God and come up with your own word of wisdom. Please. We, we ask you. We beg you. Do it. It'd be fun. <laughs> and thank you for listening this evening. We're almost done. we got a couple songs left. I just want to encourage you to go to www.thealterlife.com. Check out. I'm going to have some new unbelievables up there to check out and listen to. Um, we're putting some of those up on our website for your listening pleasure. And, um, you know, lots of fun other cool stuff, too. Last week's show, in case you missed it, you can catch up on the first episode of the series. And um, some webisodes and other fun blog our blog and all that other fun stuff so check it out when you get a sec and we're just about out of time we got one more song for you and a very appropriate song to close out the night from Reliant K but 
um, this idea of the inadequate servant. We've looked at it, we've broken it apart, and now it's time to apply it. We, we've heard it. It's just like when we hear a sermon, you know, what are we going to do to apply it to our life now? Um, the fact that we offer nothing to God that is of worth is, is important to get through our heads because a lot of times ego can get in the way of us truly being an effective servant, and we don't want that to happen. So let's uh, go out there and live our lives the way he wants us to. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ.